0: Welcome to episode 10 of AOCast, a monthly podcast about mental health, live streaming, and how it all intertwines. In this second episode of our two-part series on grief and loss, Stacy and I turn to our live chat to discuss what grief and loss means outside of death. Job loss and the loss of friendships and relationships are only examples of things that we lose and grieve. If you have any questions or want to continue the conversation, I stream every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern over at twitch.tv slash agentorange. Link in the description below. Now, on to the conversation.
1: We can push things back and push things down and we can still heal. It just takes a little longer, right? So learning what your coping style is, uh, is super important. Um, I've mentioned in the past on our chats, I tend to turn the heat up and dive right into something. I'm like, you know what? I know the sooner I face this, the better off I'm going to be. Do I do that with everything? No majority of things, but there are times I'm like, I don't like that. I'm going to just take a few steps back, <laughs> create yep. some layers of boundaries, and I'm going to take baby steps at this. Right. Um, and Randy, you, you know, and a few, um, a few others who actually know me, uh, know that I have something I've been, been dealing with since January. Right. And um it, I'm taking my time with it and it's going to be a little bit longer of a yep. process and it's okay. And and I'm okay with that. It's worth uh, the I'm time. Not, yeah. I'm not pushing myself. I don't have expectations. It's a significant loss. Um, not a death either. This is kind of like it applies to what we're talking about today. How do you still function when there's an end to something? Um, and mine's multi. Multi-layered, multi layered, multi multi layered. Yeah, there's multiple losses in it. Um, and each one has a varying degree. In fact, the one the part of it that you'd think I'd be most upset about is the part I'm least upset about. I'm least concerned about uh, the individual involved. That's nothing, it's the yep. other stuff, yep. right? Um, which again, it seems uh, that it would be the other way, but no, in in. It's see, for, take-
0: for you, it's the internal emotion that it stirs up. That's the problem.
1: Yes. And, and I'm, I take it to, you know, I, I've been very open. I meditate, right? Uh, I'm in school to be a, a mindfulness teacher. And um, I take it to the mat. I do. I take it to my cushion mm-hmm. and I sit with it. And, you know, I can send Metta off to this person, which is loving kindness uh, and, and whatnot. Uh, is it my favorite thing to do? No. But I do it because it's the right thing to do and I'm not going to let that individual's claws, right? Stay in my spirit. Why would I want to do that? It just robs me of my joy. No way, right? So being very transparent with you guys, right? Here I am a therapist. Life happens. I'm not, you know, I've, I've said this repeatedly. I don't wear a cape. I'm not a superhero. I don't not go through things. I do. And I have to face these things just as much as anybody else does. I don't have the magic answer. I just have a few different tools.
2: Right? You have tools
0: to help guide. That's, that's really what it, what it comes down to. And th- there's a reason yeah. that you, that therapists have therapists because they're yes, human too.
1: We do. Yep.
0: Because <laughs> and, and I think that's, that's one thing that a lot of people forget on the, the therapy yeah. side is just because you have spent your you know life studying, you know, the, the mind and psychology or, you know, therapy or, social work or whatever it might be you are still human and you Absolutely. still have your own emotions which is one of the reasons that you know i always laugh because you know a a marriage counselor ends up being divorced four times well it's because they in in a lot of cases they're they know that stuff and they're over analyzing that stuff or or under analyzing they're trying not to do it and they're just not living kind of a quote normal life and it it becomes an issue for them. So they end up having to go through the same stuff that we have to on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And and I'm going to guess even in a lot of times, because you do understand that it's even harder to deal with it because you're like, well, why am I feeling this way? Well, I know why I'm feeling this way, you know? And I, I would love to be able to take my own advice, but taking my advice is hard to do. So you end up getting in that same thing as, you know, you know, do as I, you know, say not as I do.
1: A lot of people can get caught up in that. I'll be, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm the first one to take my advice. I like mm-hmm. my advice.
2: You're very different um, yeah. to
1: myself, right? When I work with others, I help them create their own advice. I don't give advice to anyone else. I mm-hmm. let everyone else come up with their own language to give advice to themselves. Right. Cause my role as a therapist isn't to give advice. It's to listen and yep. help provoke thought, provoke thought. Um, and I like my advice because I've been through a lot and I, I store up a lot of different things. I don't attempt anything one way every time, right? It's like a clown car in there. <laughs> There's a margarita stand. <laughs> There's free tacos. <laughs> There's a lot going on up there. <laughs> there is. It's a field day. Okay. I love being in my own head. It's, it's fun. Um, I think that's why I like the, the silent meditation retreats. I do so many of them because I don't mind being in my head even when it's uncomfortable um because i tend to again kind of take things on and and face them even if it's just a baby step right it's a baby step that should be celebrated you know i came i faced it as much as i could i walked away because maybe i had to that's all right we place judgment on ourselves too we have these expectations that are unrealistic Oh, i have to get over this you know it's been a week grief and loss has no timeline Right. It's, it's a process. It, it takes time and, and it's different for every single one of us. Right. Um, Somebody might lose a job and their coworker loses a job. One person that hits harder than the other. Right. Um, It just depends on, on what you value and and where you're at with things. Um, I got a cat trying to crash me over here. (laughs) Um, So yeah. Um, but kind of going back to, again, specifically um, Dr. House MD-22, asking, you know, how can we reclaim? Taking things one step at a time, identifying goals, all right? Mm-hmm. You know, what is it you want to reclaim, right? Is it your, your identity? Is it yourself? Is it your freedom? Is it your heart, right? Um, depends on, on what it would be that you're trying to reclaim and identify what that is right um and and don't set timelines for it and it could be anything um you know with regards to how do you approach it um it depends what you enjoy and if you don't know what okay. you enjoy trying different things
0: i right? just want to I, w- I just want to say real quick um i think you know on the topic of uh setting a like a time frame or time limit on when you can kind of quote get over it is probably one of the most dangerous things you can do because you, you're already dealing with emotion. And when you get to that point, let's say, for instance, you say, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to get over this. And I'm just going to use that term, even though I hate that term, I'm just going to get over this in a week because we use that internally. We use that, yeah, you know, and it's unfortunate, but I've used it. I, I, I say all the time, I will never tell anybody get over it because Mm -hmm. that's not how it works. But I tell myself that all the time, like, Hey, you need to just get over this. Um, but the, if you set yourself, you know, let's say a one week time frame. So Dr. House, in your case, you know, with what you, with what you're dealing with right now, if you were to say, you know what, I'm going to give myself a month and then I'm going to be past, you know, all of this, you know, this, this whole loss. If you get to that month, you may be one of two ways. You may either have kind of moved past it. And in your case, you know, I think you're in the, you're on the right track of, of moving through all the emotional side and, and, you know, and all that. But if you get to that point of that month coming there, now all of a sudden you're setting yourself up for failure. Instead of saying, you know, I want to set goals for myself and not setting actual timeframes and saying, Hey, you know what? Here's what my loss is. Here's where I want to be. What can I do to get there and take your time getting to that point? Do what you need to, to get to that point in whatever time it takes. You know, it's not even a matter of saying, you know, Oh, I would like to get to that point by next year. No, don't even do that. This is, you know, I want to get from point A to point B at some point and then work on that work to get to that point. And just, it's, it's like, it's like building any kind of a project or, you know, Dr. House, you make the pens. So like setting a, a, a process up and saying, okay, I'm going to work, you know, here's the final result. You know, I, I'm going to make the, the mechanics of it. I'm going to, you know, get the material. I'm going to cut the material. I'm going to do this setting that kind of a process. And that's, I think going to, going to help you a lot more than just saying, you know, and, and, you know, eventually getting to a point where you end up setting yourself for, for, up for failure by potentially not
2: hitting that deadline.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, it just kind of dawned on me something you could do and, and anyone can do this, right? Um, you could write a letter to yourself and, and date it for a month from that date, right? Seal it in an envelope Mm -hmm. and write, you know, open on and write a, a letter to yourself. Hey, you know, here's how you're feeling today when you open this and you read this. Mm -hmm. take a moment to reflect back and and let's see where you've grown and let's see where the growing edges still are right
0: you might be surprised
1: Um, yeah (laughs) you might be uh, pleasantly surprised you might also see "Mm, i'm stuck in this spot and then you know asking yourself okay what is it why isn't i'm stuck what is it i'm holding on to right Mm -hmm. um and there's different things we hold on to For different reasons um again i'll be a little i'll be very transparent here my husband my husband came home today and he's like how you doing i'm like i'm feeling spicy and and not like funny spicy like i was like "Ah, spicy and um i just had this little edge in me at some point today where uh, i needed to get some things done and some necessary clutter out of the house and i just started purging which I go through these things and Randy, you know, I'm a collector, right? Somebody gives me a gift. I will keep it forever. It falls apart. I'll glue it back together yep. uh, because somebody thought of me and, and I'm incredibly symbolic and kind and I just love to do that stuff. So I have a lot of things. And anyway, so we were talking and I expressed it, my husband some sadness over a TV show that I love watching. It ended, and I knew the ending was coming because I could see it in the storyline. And it's just a, a funny, it's a, I'll be honest with you guys, it's Superstore. I loved Superstore. All right. So, such a great show. It really was. And, and so it ended. And, um, I was sad because it was kind of my go to when I was at work and I needed a quick break or I just needed to like clear my mind and, and reset. Um, I would watch Superstory, even if it was five minutes if all i had was five mm-hmm. minutes i was like you know just get in there and so i've been on the journey with this show for a very long time years and um it ended and i was like dude over what am i gonna do right i felt like Start a relationship over. ended yeah and i'm like now i gotta find a new show and i did i have another one that i kind of been watching it's not the same but yeah. You know. anyway community but- no, actually I'm still we're still watching community. Okay. We're towards the end of that one too. Um he and Dan and I have been watching that one. I see some comments coming in too. I'm gonna to read them in a minute. Um but yeah, I was just I was sad, right? And and so it's funny um how different things strike us, right? A TV show ending. So yeah. what? Really? But because of my reliance on it of being kind of my break, my moment to just kind of like laugh about something that's nonsense that you can actually see happening and conversations that are probably pretty real. Um, kudos to the writers and creators for that one. Oh, yeah. Um, it was a great show anyway. Um, yeah, it just made me sad, right? I don't go out to the grocery store all that often anymore. Um, because of all the COVID drama and stuff. Um, my spouse does. And, um, when I do go, I'm there, I'm gone, done. Um, so, yeah. So I want to get to, to chat real quick. Um, Tyler Rift. Yes. Uh, and I, and I know, you know, my story and yes, <laughs> thank you for that confirmation and, and affirmation. Um, I appreciate that. Um, I,
0: I support this uh, million dollar million dollar idea, by the way.
1: What is it? A grant chart for grief and loss? Gant.
0: A Gantt chart, a project management Gantt chart.
1: I was going to say, I don't know what a Gantt chart is. Okay, Do I'll, teach?
0: I'll have to explain it to you later.
1: Okay. Well, what is that? But is it easy to
0: Yeah, it's easy. Basically it's you take the timeline of something, all the tasks within that timeline. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, point A to point B, and then you have here's all the tasks that are involved in that overall project or thing. And then you break down an actual time frame for each one. Oh, like, yeah. like when when one starts, when the next one starts versus when that ends yeah yeah
1: you know i'll check that out because um there's a such thing as a a loss line in the world of grief that i've i created my own and and i have people create them too they're incredibly powerful um they take time but Mm -hmm. i'd love to learn more about this because i feel it lacks not i feel i believe i believe it lacks a little bit um and if there's something that this Gantt chart can help me maybe create something.
0: I love them. Uh, I use them all the I, time at work. It's, yeah, a, it's a project lo- management thing.
1: Okay, yeah, I'd love to learn about it. Thanks. I had I didn't I didn't know the word.
0: The more you know.
1: <laughs> yes, um, that's the one thing I love about th- about this. You know, it's just learning things. Yeah. Um,
0: we all learn.
2: Worth
1: Tyler, it. you've never heard of you. Wait, which one have you never heard of?
2: Superstore. superstore yeah oh. yeah yeah sheltered you have
1: sheltered. so you have to watch it all yeah. things considered um i you, <laughs> you'll enjoy it <laughs> um okay uh i think i'm caught up on chat right yep i think so yeah so and and again my screen is kind of goofy um so forgive me guys yeah, you're good for for that one so yeah when it when it comes to coping with this stuff i don't know chat what do you guys deal with um like how do you handle help me help you how do you handle when you experience something that doesn't feel good right and keep in mind again loss can be and i I know um dr house you mentioned this you know with, with job loss you didn't or job changing right you saw it more as a that's all right. Nothing wrong with that at all. Right. Um, and some people do see different experiences as, you know, even a failed relationship. I had one boyfriend mm-hmm. uh, when we broke up, we high fived. I'm like, do you want me to do this or do you want to? And he's like, you do it. I'm like, all right. Can we just be friends? He's like, yeah. And we we high fived and it was hysterical um, because we were just better friends anyway. It was kind of a. I don't know. Was, yeah. Yeah. It was a thing. It was and a thing. uh yeah. We were, we were always just kind of friends, but somehow we got this label on us. Right. And, um, awesome dude. Awesome dude. He's married. His wife's wonderful. Um, he's married now. Yeah. Let's clarify. Yeah, he's yeah, married he now. Wasn't married yeah. 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 We were both single then. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. And, and, and so, you know, shout out to, to Jeep Joe and, um, he's an he, awesome guy. Good friend. And, I was going to ask uh, if that's who it was. Yeah. Jeep
0: Joe.
1: Yep. And, um, so sometimes you know a relationship ends and it's for the better it's not a bad thing right um there's a certain i was just telling uh, dan about this there's a certain song actually that i hear uh, africa every time i hear the song mm-hmm. africa uh, i think of joe because he sang it at karaoke and he sounded really good and i was like wow joe can sing neat right i didn't know that and and it was just funny and dan didn't care he's like cool whatever right and and i i'm very lucky i can talk to my spouse about that stuff he doesn't get jealous or you know we we don't have any of that stuff going on so you know it's it's fun to be able to kind of reflect on memories even sometimes you know a loss isn't necessarily a bad thing it's a positive right because something good came from it right um yeah
0: those are my thoughts it it depends it depends to the the Amount it's gonna affect you also really depends on how much emotion you put into it. You know, our our entire world is surrounded by emotion. It's not facts, it's not, you know, things that we do or do not do, it's how it makes us feel or how it Mm -hmm. makes us feel. And so a job loss, if if it's something like I mentioned earlier, if it's something, if you hate the job and you lose your job, whether you get fired or you move somewhere else, it might be, you know, whatever. I don't really care. You know, it's, that's just a job. I hated it, whatever. But if you, if you loved what you did, like if I was let go today at my job, I would probably be pretty damn emotional because I do enjoy what I do. You know, we've, we've had some situations happen and happen recently where people have left. And it's, it may or may not be emotional for them. Because it depends on how invested they were in that company and how invested, how much they believed in what the company did or does and, you know, how it affects their own personal life. But it's okay, especially when it comes to losing a job or a friendship or something like that. It's it's very much okay to feel that emotion. Mm -hmm. You know, as long as you can learn to control the emotion and not let it. Blow up. You know, learn to control it. It's okay to be emotional. It's okay to to have those feelings and to be sad over a job. You know, or a the loss of a friendship or the loss of a relationship or something.
2: Absolutely. You know, it
0: doesn't matter if you're male, female, a dog. It doesn't really matter. You know, animals feel emotion too. It's okay.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah, they do. Um, and de shampoo, you know, loss yep. should equal change, not an end. Yes. Yep. Yes. Loss doesn't have to be the end of something necessarily. It's a shift, right? Um, Seneca said, you know, every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. And then I'm drawing a blank on the band who quoted that in one of their songs. Yeah. Closing time. Um, but that comes from Seneca. Is that right? sublime? Uh, I can't remember. Anybody? Anybody? Bueller? <laughs> Bueller?
0: I'm sorry. I'm sure Warriors are already <laughs> checking it out.
1: Yeah. I cannot think. And I love that on Closing time.
0: So I, I, um, I lost a job and it was actually kind of funny because I was very mixed road when it came to this job. I lost a job years ago and I worked at a childcare company and there were a couple of reasons for me to be emotional. One, I disliked the direction the company was going. I, I saw the writing on the wall, didn't like that, what they were doing, how they were doing it, any of that. And I was already in the process of looking for another job It's actually, I worked there before Semisonic. That's what it was. Um, the band. Yeah. So, um, so I, I was let go from this company for multiple reasons and I was already in the process of looking for something else. And it was when I left, I had very, very mixed emotions. I was, thank God it's over. What am I going to do when it comes to income? And I was
2: married at the time or no, was I, Yes. Yeah. 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 I was married. I was married at the time. Um no, I wasn't.
1: No. I wasn't. No, had...
0: we were just going through the to, through the divorce yeah. at the time. So,
1: so you had the, your <laughs> oldest.
0: Yeah. Um, so uh, you know, it was it was that emotion. And then it was, you know, what am I gonna do for the future? And then it was, you know, thank God for all of this, you know, I'm so happy that this is this is happening, I can take a break, whatever. And then reality set in and then I was depressed and then I was like, "Okay, well, now I need to find something. So I had a very mixed bag of of that feeling of loss. And I eventually got to a point where I was like, all right, I need to take. I mean, and this was literally like that mixed bag was literally the first day. And um, I I had to take that step back and say, what good is going to come out of this? Because I knew that emotion was going to become too much. So yes, you know, the depression hit later on also and, you know, hit even harder and whatever. But at that time, it was me taking that step back and saying, all right, I hated this job anyways. I was looking to leave. This is a new start. This is forcing me to find something new. And as tough as it was, it was very much forcing me to to say, hey, you know what? Now's your time to find something that you enjoy doing. Completely worth it.
2: Yep. Uh, absolutely. First, yeah, You had to live with your parents. I did. I remember I did. it is
1: the best thing. And you know what, what's great about the fact that you did go home to your parents, a, that they were willing to have you back. Bless their hearts. Yep. Again, reminder to everybody. I was friends with Randy's, or, um, well, yeah, Randy's parents first. Yeah. And then I met him. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so i have to hold true to my alliance and then Um,
0: and then my parents let you go and then you still stuck around you're like a leech
1: like taffy on the bottom of your (laughs) shoe
0: (laughs) the the toilet paper that doesn't want to come off
1: that's right i'm just there tagging along right (laughs) no um
2: (laughs) oh good yeah i I think good
1: as do you remember those days when we used to work together and I was just slap happy for no reason either because I was tired. Or I had Every too day. Much yeah, it's it's one of those days. Yeah. My poor brain is just like jumbled today for yeah. no reason. I didn't sleep well last night um, at, or the night before or the night before. Uh, my sleep schedule with school has been really off. So um you sent me Forgive a text me guys.
0: You you sent me well what was it? i, I sent you a text or something. You know, you sent me a text at like 12 30 at night and I'm like, why in the hell are you still up?
1: I think I'd just gotten done with school or done reading or something. Yeah.
0: You yeah. were you were still in class because of it being, you know, nine o'clock at night over in California.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I have a class on Tuesday nights that goes nine thirty to midnight. Um. Yeah. And I start work at seven AM on Tuesdays. And then I start work at eight AM on Wednesdays. Uh, so, um, I'm, I'm pulling some old school hours and my body's just having a hard time adjusting to it.
0: Uh, and that's when you know you're getting old. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I mean, you know, like I said, I mean, if it's, unless I mean, I don't know if you guys have any additional, you know, areas that you want to hit with uh, grief and loss, but you know, for me, the, the loss of that job was probably one of the things that hit me the hardest. Because and it's also something that really opened my eyes to what loss really is, because, yes, I had dealt with certain things. I've dealt with the end of relationships before and I've dealt with, you know, job loss before. But that mixed bag right there. I think set it completely set it apart because it was it was good. It was bad. It was the really ugly at one point. Um, And it really gave me it. Everything that you had taught me in the past. I think at at that point, when it comes to like how to, you know, control that emotion and how to kind of understand that emotion and those sorts of things uh, really came to light because it was it was me being able to just stop and say, hold on a second. Yes, this is bad. But where's the silver lining? There's got to be one in here. And it was actually in this case, it was actually pretty easy to find. The hard part was then figuring out what my next steps were. How long did I want to, because you know, obviously I was looking to get out anyways, how long did I want to take time off, you know, versus, you know, it just, just stop and say, you know what, is it worth taking an entire week off and then looking for a job or should I start looking for a job now? Um, and, and being able to call myself down enough with that loss and, and really understand that grieving process. It's a, it's a, it, it was very eye opening
2: for me absolutely and i
1: remember you going through that um that time in your life it was tough um it was tough to watch and and see somebody hurt and you know as as a friend and this kind of is actually going to pull into what de champeau just asked Mm -hmm. um as a friend as a therapist you know our job as a friend and as a clinician is not to solve someone's problems, but to be there for them openly, non-judgmental, no opinions, just yep. even playing field. Just listen. How can I help? Yep. Yeah. Just listen. How can I help? Right. Um, and and that's all I could offer you when you, when you were going through that, and even you know the end of your your marriage. Um, I could just be there as a, you know, a friend yep. to listen. Right. Uh, and, and I didn't and, throw snazzy stuff at no. you. <laughs> you just and, and, asking,
0: and asking questions like, all right, well, what do you want to do next? And, and, and very open ended, non-leading questions. Yeah. And saying, OK, what 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 does this mean for you? How does this make you feel? You know, as much as I, oh, well, you know, how does that make you feel? That's a therapy thing, but it, but it, it actually, you have to do the whole, how does that make you feel? Always. But but it's, it's a very valid question, especially when somebody's, you know, dealing with something like that, because that is, that is getting them to open up and really understand themselves and, and then being able to say, all right, well, yes, I'm dealing with this right now. Um, but let me take that step back you're helping them take that step back so that they can come to the conclusion that they need to need to come to. It's not you saying, Oh, well, you should try this. If you have some advice, like in my case, if I have advice saying, you know what, we know what worked for me, this, using that very seldom. But if there's something that really does make sense, I would always encourage somebody to say, you know what? I went through something kind of like that. Here's what worked for me. You know, maybe you can take something out of that and say, you know, either use it verbatim or just something that, you know, you know, it. this little piece might work,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and, and help and help guide a person in, in a direction that they need to go. Not something you want. No, not somewhere you want them to go.
1: Right. Meet them where they're at. Yep. And DeChambeau is asking, you know, as a manager, um, what should I do for the people that they manage? Um when they are dealing with stuff um when 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 you're in a management role um it's very important to remain Mm unbiased very um, neutral very neutral yes because you want people to feel safe coming to you um now it's also okay to let them know hey I have feelings, emotions. I'm not a robot, but you know what I'm saying? Like um, when someone comes to you, just being open and and saying, how can I help? What can I do to make this, you know, a little easier for you? Um, Let me know if there's something you need or if somebody comes up and says, hey, I don't really know what I need yet. But um, can I come let you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Please. anytime. (laughs) or or right.
0: even even in a case where, you know, they might not even come up to you and you just notice something that's off, going and saying, "Hey, are you okay?" Yep. You know, I noticed that you're a, lo- a little off today, just want to check in on you.
1: Yeah, you absolutely. Know, that that goes a long way. It does. It really does. And in when we when we see each other, you know, or we're talking to people, you know, "Hey, how you doing?" Right? We treat it like hi, right? But mm-hmm. we say how you doing and it's a question, right? Punctuation question mark right after that. Mm-hmm. Seldom do we ever stop and listen and let yep. someone, right? We, we treat it like a greeting. It's not it's yep. a question and, and it's meant to be answered, right? Uh, we'll often say, oh, I'm fine. Yeah. And yeah. someone tells me they're fine. I'm like, really?
0: Yeah. 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 I don't think so. <laughs> I really don't think so. I don't believe that. Yep.
1: Now you've piqued my interest. And it's funny because when people respond to me and I'm, I'm doing a whole array of things, I'm paying attention to a lot of stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. when, when people talk or when I have conversations with people, not that I'm analyzing, uh, and that's not what it is. It's not like, Oh, they said this and that must mean this, this, and this. No, I'm, I'm paying attention because I'm, I'm watching cues for how are they really doing? You know, what, what is going on and and what question could I ask next that might better help them, right? Not feed my curiosity or, you know, get me on the gossip girl, but how can I help them? If at all, sometimes people really are just fine. You're fine's fine. Right?
0: I went, I actually went to my boss the other day because of like I mentioned earlier to you, Stacey, about all the things that were going on at work. And I actually went to my boss the other day and I said, Hey, I know you, you want to make sure that we're okay. I'm reaching out to you to make sure that you're okay. Mm-hmm. And that was the, the first time that somebody in, throughout all of this, that somebody had actually come to him and asked if how he was. And he, he opened up and I, and I, I said, you know, exactly that. I was like, you know, Hey, I, I just, I just want to listen. I'm not here to give advice or anything like that. I just want to listen to what's going on, you know? And I know that you're a manager and I know that you're limited on what you can say, or my manager, I should say, and you're limited on what you can say, but just know that I am here to listen if you need it. And he, he opened up and, you know, told me kind of how he was feeling on a personal level with everything. You know, and just just being there and just listening, whether you're a manager or non-manager, makes such a big difference.
1: Really does. And, you know, Randy, you were with me through those two traumatic Mm -hmm. times. And um, as a manager, I felt safe enough to tell my staff, hey, guys, you know, this is what I went through. And oh, hey, when the second event came up, it's like, oh, hey, this just by the way. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Let me just add on to everything and um and i was not shy to say and it complicated things for me because i was just kind of in a better space with this and now this and you know and and i i was i was open with my staff i let them know Mm -hmm. and i tried to be a good example uh and and again i was guest services manager at that time right and i i can't applaud everybody that i worked with enough still to this day um and i'm i'm Happy to say I keep in contact with a majority of the people we worked with. There's a few I lost contact with that I would love to connect with again um, if ever I had the chance. But I cannot, I will never not be grateful and thankful for everything everyone pulled together to help me, their boss, make it through. Including, you know, you, Randy, um, you know, and, and, and the assistant manager just filling in for me in that managerial role. Um, well, I kind of just turned into an employee at times. I'm like, Yep, I don't want to make decisions. You do it.
0: <laughs> and that's and, and this goes back and to that's
1: real. <laughs> yeah.
0: And, and, well, the thing is, this goes back to the conversation that we had before, you know, a, a big difference between a manager and a leader. A manager is a manager couldn't do that. If if you're just a manager to people, it's very rare unless you have the right people who, you know, are kind of like your second that it's their job to do that. You know, but the thing is like in your situation, and even my current boss, I would be happy to jump up and say, "Let me help you. Let me do what I need to to make sure that you're okay, you know, and that you are you're getting the help that you need. Whether it's talking to somebody, if you need to take a week off, I'll be more than happy to step in and and help you out. You know, I've I've did that with you. I've I've done that with uh, with my boss now, because again, it's it's that difference between somebody who i am i work for and somebody that i consider to be a leader and a mentor and and somebody that i trust and believe in
1: right and and even just being that kind of human too right just being a a a good human and and making yourself you know putting yourself in a position you know if you really want to help others then then Put yourself in a position where you meet people where they're at. You know, we say it in therapy yep. and often uh, an awful lot, you know, meet someone where they're at. Don't take them where you want them to go. Right. I might see that somebody has, you know, significant anxiety, mixed depression, and that if they could just, I'm going to go go with loss. If they could just create this loss line and, and acknowledge this one specific loss, then boom, the gates would open. I might see that. That's not where I'm going to take them. Yep. But that's not, you know, that's a not my job. To mm-hmm. Take them there. That's their job. My my role is to be along the journey. Yep. I'm kind of a guide. Hey, did you look at that? Did you look there? Look there. And let's see which one they pick.
0: Yep. Uh, well, let's and, go down that trail. <laughs> well, it's it's funny because I you know, as you're saying that, I'm thinking about the uh the D D stuff that we do. And we've talked to you about D D and everything. And the the job and yes, I'm <laughs> I'm referencing Dungeons and Dragons at this point. Um but I'm so gonna play. Right. But, but what it comes down to is the, the role of the dungeon master, the person that's kind of helping to tell this story. It's not the DM's role to tell the story. It's the DM's role to help guide the story. It's the player's role to tell you to, to tell the dungeon master, hey, we want to go here. You know, good example for anybody who's, you know, been part of the stream. Uh, we are wa- we we started a campaign um, a couple weeks ago and uh actually this has happened pretty much every single week but there was a, a point where the group was they were they went into this tower do you freeze on me stacy no okay okay you're just, sitting, just <laughs> you're just very I'm still i'm just sitting
1: believe it or okay. not i'm just sitting very still
0: that, that's rare so so and it's funny because we we went in this you know um they went into this tower and they, the expectation was they were going to go down. They were going to fight the big bad boss and whatever. And they got down to the floor right before the big bad boss. And they're like, you know what? This isn't worth it. And they hightailed it out of there. Completely changed direction on me. So I had to then make up a ton of extra story in order to fill the gaps there. You know, so it was you know, we, we, you know, relating this back to you know, therapy and, and whatever and kind of being there for that person is it's not up to you to tell the story it's up to the person to tell the story and to you and for you being the person that's listening to help fill in the gaps and and filling in the gaps not of the story itself but of saying hey have you thought about this have you have you looked here you know and still letting maybe you might try guiding them back to a certain area like in DD. you know i might say hey you guys might want to try going back to you know, this tower here and and see if there's something there that you really want to, you want to find. But if they decide, you know what? Nope. Don't really want to do that. It's your job to then help build that story from them and not tell them what the story is, but guide Mm -hmm. them. So yes, that is a D and D reference inside of this podcast. There's, there's our, there's our gaming right there. We haven't really talked about gaming in a while. So there's our gaming.
1: There we go. Um, and I was thinking while you were talking, uh, I was paying very close attention, uh, and sitting still. Not that I'm not paying <laughs> close attention when I'm moving, but I was like deep in, in thought and kind of two tracking. One thing for for those who play D anD D, you know, you're problem solving, right? You're All constantly you're, you're you're trying new things, right? when for those who don't play dnd i've not played but i've watched i've I've been surrounded by them once <laughs> you know that story randy mm, oh yeah <laughs> they're very nice they w-
0: literally surrounded by them
1: literally i was <laughs> sitting at their table and didn't know it and they all surrounded me and played mm. around me it Was like, wait, what are
0: these people who are these people what are they doing oh they're playing I D&D. Doing my homework oh, i'm like okay.
1: do i leave like mm. i was enclosed love it, it was awesome anyway but for those who don't play D&D, right, you're at work or just in life. We're problem solving. We're trying different solutions, right? You know, you know you're, you're cooking something. You're doing yard work. Um, having a conversation with someone. We're problem solving. Handling our day-to-day stuff and the experiences we have that hurt us is the exact same thing. Yep. We're problem solving and, and you try on different things saying, does this work? Does this work? Does this work? Does this work? Right. When, when I experience something or even when I'm at work, I'll ask people, what have you tried? I asked myself the same thing. What have I tried? Well, did I try, you know, for me personally, did I try journaling? Yeah. sucked, Didn't like it. Cool. Did I try, you know, reframing, right. And if, you know, say taking a sentence and then reframing it a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of worked a little bit. Helped. All right, cool. We'll keep that one. Maybe journaling later, but not right now. I'm
0: very surprised at um, how well that actually does work, though. Reframing? Yeah. Or journaling? Uh, the whole reframing thing of literally taking a sentence, using the same words, but reframing how it's said. So weird yes. how well that works.
1: You know, the, the one event that I'm talking about from January, Yeah. I said it, I said it to uh, somebody who didn't know what was going on, and I said, oh, well... And, I used a lot of language, but in the end I go, and in short blah. And they were like, wow. I go, I know, right? Yeah. Practice this. Right. I have, I've practiced reframing um quite a bit with that situation. And and I'm in a great again, great space with it. Uh that's why one part of it doesn't not faced by it. Um so anyhow. Um reframing is for anyone who may not know it's it's taking a sentence um and and just kind of um well exactly that reframing so instead of like um i don't know what would something be uh i can't get along with others i don't know randy help me out brain's not working um uh lint keeps coming to mind but i want something else what keeps uh, coming to mind? My... Lent. Lent. So like oh. for Lent, people will give things up, right? Yeah. Uh, I can't have chocolate or I can't have, you know, I, I gave up sweets for Lent, but after oh, yeah. Lent's over, I'll have sweets, even though they don't want to have sweets anymore. It's why they chose to give it up. Well saying, hmm, Lent's gonna be kind of the springboard to me giving up sweets and afterwards I'm just gonna choose not to engage in eating them because I practiced self-control over Lent yep. versus saying I can't have sweets. Why why do that to yourself? Why yep. harm yourself with such negativity? Yep. Make yeah, it I, your choice.
0: Basically being able to take a negative and turn it into something that's positive and looking at that silver lining and looking at okay, what 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 positive thing am I gonna get out of this instead of just having something negative?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's it's being kind to yourself, not you know, don't shoot on yourself, you know. Um i should this i should that Ah, hogwash Mm -hmm. change the language you know i think it'd be really nice if i could uh be a little kinder to myself versus i should talk nicer to myself yeah i'd be really nice if i spoke kinder to myself right um leave the should could woods out get rid of them uh and and just speak a little bit more i guess kind right positively positively thank you um
0: so, like Madeline said, or saying that your whole day is ruined because of one thing.
1: Yes, yes. Thank you for that. So, yeah. you just charged my brain. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> you refilled the cup. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yes. So, you know, when something bad happens, you know, t- looking at it going, man, it's a, it's a bummer, but doesn't have to ruin the whole day. It was just a moment. It's like a speed bump, right, or a, a dip in the road. Like, oh, it doesn't have to ruin your whole day. Right. You have the choice. We all have the choice. You know, it's. Earlier today, I was kind of. um, Thinking about tonight and like different things to make sure, you know, I kind of like I go over things in my head a little bit going, oh, yeah, I hope I get a chance to maybe say this or say that. But I I never really come rehearsed or prepared. It's all very extemporaneous. And one thing, though, that popped up in my head, I was like, "Mm," making sure we, we cover the topic of, you know, we are held accountable and responsible for one thing. We also have control over this same one thing—that's ourselves, our yep. behaviors, our actions and reactions. And I've said this in past podcasts: um, we are in control of and responsible for ourselves, how we act, react. Nobody else, right? We could have a bad situation happen, right, and and let it dictate and determine how we're going to feel all day long all week long all month long all year long many years decades if we so choose to let it right um but we have a choice we do as simple as you deciding what you're going to eat uh or you know you open the fridge and you're like what do I want it's that basic and simple really when you peel away all the labels and you get down to the nitty-gritty foundation of behavior what do we want what's best for us right when we're kids we're taught you know manners have good manners right have good manners with yourself treat yourself kindly treat yourself like a friend why be why be a, a frenemy right um treat yourself like a friend and and it's okay to have an argument with yourself too and and be a little upset doesn't mean you have to betray yourself or beat yourself up right be a friend um yeah you can experience some pretty great losses if you allow things to become bigger than you uh, which a lot of people you know we do we we don't face things and and Next thing you know, it's years later, and and we've got this thing called a trigger or a stressor, mm-hmm. right? Triggers and stressors create distress. Um,
2: and the and problem. Oh,
0: go ahead. I was gonna say the problem with with the uh, the triggers is you might not even know they're there. Yeah. If you if you haven't properly dealt with the issues that you have from the past, you could have one little thing. It could be a sound. It could be. You know, seeing somebody that might possibly look like somebody else, and all of a sudden
2: you have an issue.
1: Yep. I, I'll, I'll be honest. I had one happen the other day, and I was like, I don't, my cat loves country music. Um, and there's a country song called Some Beach. And so this thing happened, and I got triggered, and I was like, Well, Some Beach. And I just started singing that song, mm-hmm. and I started cracking up in my head uh, at, at my reaction, I was like, that was pretty awesome how you responded Stace. Yeah. Nice, 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 nice. Right. And, and I congratulated myself for just kind of being very positively, you know, reactionary, I guess, if you will, responded, I responded more than I reacted, right. Because a reaction is more negative. I responded um, and I was flexible with it and I was honorable. And then I, I went back to, you know, the situation. I was like, so that's still lingering. Wonder what I'm going to do about it. Meh. Yep. And I tend to, not with everything, but certain things. When when I have something really big, kind of plaguing me, and and let's say it's you know heavy and it's kind of just on my mind, but I've got to still function, right? I will. I'll tell myself, you know what? I can worry about this when I'm done with work, right? Yep or whatever, I'll pick a time. And I'm going to give myself no more than a half hour to just feel nothing but worry for this and whatever else comes with it. And and this is, you know, a time that I'll go to my cushion and I'll just sit with it. And giving yourself sometimes a scheduled time to worry about something or a scheduled time to think about something. And I say worry, but I mean, it could be think, right? Uh, feel restless with, feel indifferent towards sometimes giving yourself a a scheduled time to do that can be helpful is that for everybody no is it worth trying and seeing if it works for you or not yeah the Mm -hmm. idea is you have to be able to walk away from it like close the book and say okay i'm done reading i'm gonna walk away and not compartmentalize but be able to just say it's at rest right now and i'm gonna pick up and go on with my life and reset right uh it can be a little tricky
0: the important thing though is is being able to come back to that though.
1: Yes. And if you find, yeah. And if you find you try it and that doesn't work, then that's not for you. Right. Because you don't want it to ruin your day. You don't want it to, uh, these worries to take over. Right. And, and again, how do you address it? By being a good friend to yourself, Mm -hmm. by asking your own self, how are you doing? What's going on? I have this, this dialogue with myself, Randy. I don't know if you do, but I do. I'll ask myself, how are you doing today? I'm like, That's how, you know, earlier I came up with feeling a little spicy. Yep. Okay. I'm tired. I'm having to work a little harder to get my thoughts out. It's just like.
0: I mostly just tell myself to breathe. Yeah. I'm like, all right, stop. Stop what you're doing. Even if it's first thing in the morning, stop what you're doing. Breathe. Get yourself in a good mood and let's go.
1: Yep. I'll sit in my backyard or on my front porch for two minutes. Right. Because we all have two minutes. We have two minutes to matter in our life, right? I'll sit out there and, and I'll sit and take some deep breaths and just be present, yep. right? Um, I practice Qigong. Sometimes I'll do some, some different Qigong flows um, and um, just kind of, you know, that's uh, meditation and movement. Right? It's a form of a, a martial art. But I'll do that, right? And just kind of recenter, refocus. Right When things start to get out of control and you feel like the train's hopping off the track, step back and take your hands off the wheel for a minute. Stop trying to control things and say, whoa, let me just let everything rest here for just a minute. Let yep. me let the dust settle and let me take a step back and look, look at what's happening here. Another thing too, like when, when kind of wrapping around to like loss and identity, um, Oh, i madeline says i watched the moon go down this morning help me relax it was a beautiful yeah. moon i woke up in the the middle of the night and i saw it and i was like wow that's is pretty stupendous um but when something when we become the identity of of whatever it is we lost so we see this a lot with uh sometimes with codependent relationships that person becomes part of that person Right. And sometimes a relationship fails because of codependency uh, or being too independent. Again, you want an interdependence to have a healthy relationship. But. Right. Um, another thing, a job, if your job, you know, your identity is wrapped up in your job. Right. I don't say I'm a therapist and my name is Stacy. My name is Stacy and I happen to be a therapist. I'm mm-hmm. also a lot of other things, too. Right. Uh, that's just something I do. It's not who I am, it's not my identity. Yep. right? identity something else, right? There's someone else that's just part of it. Yeah. Um, caretakers, nurses, doctors, healthcare, right? Um, when you put yourself in that position to care for others, um, teachers, right? Watching uh, students go through what they're going through, um, that can be pretty hard to be in that position. And it's really important not to fall in that slippery slope and that trap. And Mm -hmm. when one of those relationships fails or just kind of takes a shift and a change, taking that moment to say, wait a minute, who am I? And relearn who you are. Yep. Reconnect with yourself. It's not the end of the world. It doesn't mean, oh my gosh, I wasted 10 years. I lost all this time. No. You You earned a lot in those 10 years. Yeah. You spent all that time not, not paying attention to, to who you were, but just living and being present and wherever you were. And here you are now recognizing, hmm, who am I? Yep. Cool, man. You got 10 years to reflect on, five yep. years, two years, whatever, a few months. And, whatever and here's time might be.
0: And to me, here's the difference. So, you know, if you're trying to identify who you are, instead of identifying with what, what your job is, you know, for instance, let's use teacher as an example. I'm not, I don't identify if I was a teacher, I wouldn't say, You know, I identify as a teacher. I might identify as somebody who loves teaching kids. Very different between the two, because Mm -hmm. you can go in multiple places as somebody who loves teaching kids or just loves teaching or loves dealing with kids or working with kids or something like that versus I'm a teacher. You are not your job, but your job may help define who you are. Mm
2: -hmm. Big
0: difference between those.
1: Absolutely. I did this, um, it was called leadership challenge and and it was in my undergrad. Um, and it was a really neat experience. We read this book, the leadership challenge. Um, gosh, but Kumar and Posner's or something, something like that. Anyway, read this book. And one of the things we ended up having to do, um, was creating a personal mission statement. Mm Now, I was super excited and geeked over it. Cause I'm kind of a nerd that way. I'm all right with it. I own it. Um,
0: Is this when you ended up making and, me do it?
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love this technique, this yeah. technique, I guess I'll call it. I don't know this thing. Companies have it. Why can't we have them about ourselves? Mm-hmm. Helps us learn who we are. And I'll tell you what, I wrote one. Can't hear on me. I wrote one um, that I still can't provide edits to not because i haven't grown as a person um but because i reached myself on on my foundational value level so well that i look at it and i'm like damn how was i that insightful then how did i see then what would be now Mm -hmm. and and it's just grown those those values have just amplified and become stronger and rooted right um and and, it, and it's been amazing um and gosh mine's 15 years old now you'd think i'd be able to update it truly um but no it's it's so me um i, I become rather impressed with myself at times i'm like wow pretty good humbly well, impressed but well, you it's, know <laughs> it's important
0: it's important to be able to take that again you know i, I apparently my favorite phrase, but take that step back and understand who you are. You know, one thing that you've always, you know, you've been pushing, you know, throughout all of these episodes and and things like that is, you know, being able to, to talk to the person in your head, to have that conversation with them, understand who they are, because who you think you are and who that person thinks you are might be two very different people. Being able to come to that consensus and understand that, hey, you know what? who my internal person thinks I am is very different than who my external person thinks I am.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. It actually reminds me of a meme. You know, I'm all about my memes. I can't find it. Um, I was looking for one on um, weight loss because one of the things I do at my job is eating disorders. And uh, I work with, within um, eating disorders. I'll just leave it at that. And and it was a meme that said something about, you know, uh, and in my head, I said to myself, it's nice to meet you. And the voice paused and responded. It's nice to meet you, too. I've been waiting a long time for this. And I sat there. and I was like, damn, that's good. <laughs> that's not the message I'm trying to get across. But damn. <laughs> and I was so bummed because it wasn't the meme I could use um for what i was trying to get across in my my post but man isn't that the truth it's you in yep. there waiting to meet you um you know if you haven't done it and when you're going through things when you're experiencing things meet yourself where you're at wherever that might be and yep. you know for for a lot of people we we push away shame right Brene, Bernay brown here she is right? And her shame research. She's amazing for that. The power of vulnerability. Great book. Um, Raina, you and I were talking about, you know, her um, Netflix special. I think it came out last year. Um, And then, you know, of course, her TED Talk, one of the the most widely viewed, um, again, all on vulnerability. Vulnerability is a scary space. And when we're dealing with loss, when we're talking about that, thank you, Warrior. Um, When we're talking about that, Space, you know, of, of loss means we're exposed, we're vulnerable. Nobody wants to be vulnerable. It's not a fun spot to be in. But if you want to heal, sometimes we have it's to important. be vulnerable. Yep. Right. We also have to be gracious to ourselves, and and when vulnerable, show yourself some grace too. Show yourself some some, some mercy, uh, and and be kind, right
2: be kind
0: it's hard it's hard to understand and hard to accept where you might actually be in a situation but it's extremely important in order to heal from that situation
1: it is and again healing comes in the form of and i kind of circling back to what we talked about in the being is being able to recognize the psychological and the physiological right so the the thoughts and the physical feelings mm-hmm and allow them to unite and become one and be able to say, all right, I'm having racing thoughts. I'm feeling my, you know, across my shoulders. It kind of feels pressured in, right? My heart's pounding. Oh my gosh, I don't like this. Oh my gosh, now my stomach's turning. And, and again, this tension, you feel maybe tension in your skull, right? Um, identifying it all, breathing through it, right? Acknowledging the thoughts, right? It'll pass, it will well you want to breathe because breathing helps bring oxygen uh to the brain and often when we can be experiencing these type of uh situations and i'm I'm stressing this guys because if you don't breathe you can lead yourself into a panic attack as you're experiencing this stuff know when enough is enough Um, be adults about this know what you can and can't do parent yourself um because i'm not going to be there to help you through it so i also want to make sure that i preface Please be wise um, and and know your limits. Um, But breathe that oxygen. Um, There's the breathing technique of seven and nine uh, balances, the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system, which is fight and flight, helps you with that anxiety. Um, breathe um, Breathe in for seven and out for nine. And you're breathing in the anxiety and you're breathing out the calm. And that calm has to be longer than what comes in. If you can't get seven and nine in, do five and seven. Can't do that, do three and five. Whatever you can, just make sure that out breath is longer. And again, I wish I was saying, oh, yeah, do this. And it's my technique. Nope, that's science. It's the body. It's way cooler than me. So, well, um, and that's, lot-
0: that's one of the reasons that I want to go into. Uh, we talked about doing the uh, meditation stuff through Discord, you know, which we still need to dive into doing but that's one of the reasons that i want to do stuff like that is being Mm -hmm. able to to toss these types of things out there and say this is one of the good ways of helping to relax yourself you know and to to calm yourself down
1: absolutely and um i will have some stuff for you guys coming up uh still in a little bit i'm still learning a lot of stuff but i have to um things to people to see you know to engage where am i at with stuff as as yeah. a future educator of this so you guys are going to be um kind of the, the crowd i come to going all right you know give me back some constructive criticism right mm-hmm. i'm not made of glass but please don't don't be mean uh, but be honest and uh so you guys are going to get to experience some cool stuff coming up when it when that stuff uh, when it comes time for it
2: that should so be fun. I'll
1: keep, yeah i'll keep you guys in the loop i'm actually working on a script right now for um a, a short meditation series so it's harder than it seems to come up with it
0: <laughs> i bet <laughs> is, it I gonna be, the, is it gonna be your voice too
1: yeah, yeah.
2: nice
1: yeah so i've got it you and i'll talk offline one day about how to do all that um i figured i got my fancy yeah. microphone uh we'll figure it out um but yeah it'll be my voice and um so, yeah, you guys will get to to experience some of that good stuff. It was funny because I was chatting with my mentor and she said, you know, is there somewhere you can take it? And I had mentioned this podcast to her and she's like, could you take it there? And I'm like, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm I'm really excited because I wouldn't want to take it to friends and family like people that know me, know me. Um, I'd be afraid they'd be too nice or just, oh, yeah, it's great. and Really, it sucks. I don't know. This is a whole new thing that I'm doing, right? Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be good at it or not. I might totally suck at it. And yep. if I do, all right, then maybe I'll tweak it and do something else. Yep. Um, and, but maybe you know, I don't suck at it. <laughs>
2: That'd but be you cool know,
1: too.
0: You also know that quite a few of the people here, myself included, would give you that constructive feedback, knowing that yeah. like, for, so for instance, you know, so, some things with, uh, with guardians, they wanted my feedback on something. And I was like, all right, well, how honest do you want it? You know, because I can give you a full critique of what my thoughts are, you know, or I can sugarcoat things and just give you a a fluffed version of it, and saying, "Yeah, you know, there's some issues here and there, or whatever." Yours would be the same thing, mm-hmm. or in, in my case, I know that I could just be completely honest and say, "Hey, you know, I love this. However, this is an area of improvement. You know, it's not yes. something that you have to do, but at least it's feedback."
1: Yep, absolutely, and and there are people that I I know in chat that we know one another in my personal world too. And I would trust you guys. So, as I said, I wouldn't take it to friends and family. Uh, if you're here, that's, you're in a whole nother land (laughs) of trust with me. We have our own Um, Island. Yeah, we do. We're in our own Island. Um, I, I love this space. Um, and anytime I get to tell someone about it, I do. Um, and anytime I hear somebody, you know, kind of judge people for gaming, I'm like, you don't even understand Yep. You know, I'm I'm real quick to advocate for the positivity in it, and and for all a variety of reasons. Um, and Randy, you you know. Yep. If if that button that hot button gets pushed, and and as does my spouse, because when coronavirus hit, um, again, sorry, cat hair on me. I have not gotten it off. Whatever. <laughs> but when Corona hit, and and last year they were doing the, uh, you know, you can't buy this, you can't buy that. Yeah. There was someone at a a big box supermarket. I won't mention the name of it, but somewhere I go a lot. Anyway, they had an opinion and they were in uniform and they were talking to somebody else who was just in line behind my, my husband and I. And I had a T-shirt in my cart. And they at this point were talking about, you know, they're going to close off clothing and all these other things and crafts. and And I had some individuals that I was working with at in my job that they weren't in good spaces at Mm -hmm. all. And anyway, he had an opinion and he was voicing it loudly. And I finally got fed up and had enough. And I turned and I said, you know what? And I said what I had to say, (laughs) which isn't like me. It's not normal that I will butt in to some conversation where I'm not addressed directly, but I got really tired of this person Having such a negative opinion of people wanting to come and buy clothing or buy crafts or buy stuff to fish, um, people use this for you know stress management. And yeah. I told them, I said, I'm a therapist, and you don't understand. And yeah, anyway, I'll spare everyone. But um, you know, we all manage our stress differently, and and we manage um, loss differently. And I think really, it just comes down to Being kind to yourself, um, being willing to explore what it is that has you upset. Uh, I will say, if you've been going through something, and let's say it's years and years and years later, and you're still experiencing triggers and trauma from it, uh, it is time to seek professional help for assistance with that
2: Mm
1: -hmm. uh, because you're robbing yourself of happiness and peace. And it's possible to have on your terms. you just have to find the right person the right guide right to to help you navigate what that looks like for you um but yeah if you've got something going on that's just been plaguing you for a while get someone to step in and help you out yeah um you know sometimes a good therapist is hard to find uh again you know i always say if if you're looking for some help I'm not on enough on the off hours and especially now with with school and everything but please get a hold of Randy or Warrior. They both know how to find me. Um I'm happy to make time to 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 step in and and help guide you to find out what is it you're looking for and then help you kind of, you know, know the language mm-hmm. of of, you know, our land, <laughs> therapist land. Um always happy to help with that. Or if I can guide you, you know, if you're like, "Hey, I want to try meditation." Happy to give you some some stuff for that too. Yep. Um there's all sorts of different things that can help. Especially Ending.
0: in a in a day of the internet, it's amazing how many resources, good resources are out there. There's a lot of bad ones too. Um, but how many really good resources are out there that can, you know, with the or outside of just stacy myself, Warrior. Um and uh, you know, how many resources there are just for us to be able to say. You know, here's the situation I'm going through, and you know, here's here's what I'm looking for. You know, mm-hmm. and then something like Guardians or trite Love on Her Arms, you know, those types of resources are really good places to be able to reach out and say, "I need help." You know, they're you know Guardians in their um uh their mental health kits. You know, I I was showing earlier these uh you know this is a little bit off topic, but these little tabs here, and I was showing you these earlier today, you know, I did an unboxing with these things. I've been amazed at how much these actually work, you know, just to be able to, just to be able to help relax you, you know, and just kind of like scratch them and just give you something else to be able to take your mind off of what the, you know, what's plaguing you at that, you know, very moment. Now that's not going to fix everything. You know, there's a lot of other resources out there that you, you know, might be able to go to you know but feel please feel free to reach out to to any of us to if you need something beyond just you know just talking to somebody or something like that or if you just need somebody to talk to you know all, all of us are i mean Stacy's schedule I know your yours is pretty busy mine's pretty busy but we will always make time to to always. talk to people
1: absolutely absolutely um i was looking for my worry stone cuz i've got i've got some some cool little things near me i've got a worry stone i got a fidget cube a fidget spinner mm-hmm. i have a bracelet that i i fuss with when i'm thinking um i just kind of like shift it because i like the texture of the beads and how it just smoothly shifts mm-hmm. um so just knowing um you know having different tools that can help you uh whatever that looks like right um you know i've got in, in front of me my desk i've got all sorts of different things in front of me that inspire me and sometimes i might look at something i'm like nah, that's not it but I look over here and I'm like yeah that's doing mm-hmm. it right um I've got a variety of I, again I I I wish you guys could see it. it's a hot ass mess so I'm <laughs> not going to show you but <laughs> I even have a T-Rex up there two of them actually one hey. from each sister of mine why big um, head little arms yeah. uh, <laughs> well <laughs> you one T-Rex
2: lights up
0: oh my god you you brought something up uh, a couple minutes ago about you know if it if you're still dealing with you know with uh triggers a couple years later, I think that's the important thing um you know when when you be the part about a couple years later, you know depending on what the situation is, it could take time, even if it's a breakup you could do you know you could have a breakup from somebody that you dated for a year, but it'd be a really hard breakup. It could take five six years for you to to really get over that, you know, but at a certain point and and I feel like most people, not everybody, but most people can really understand, hey, you know what? It's time for me to to recognize this. That it's beyond just me getting over that person or getting through what
2: the issue is.
1: You're um, sick of getting over it twice.
2: Get over it. Get over it.
0: Again, telling telling myself that. Again, telling myself that. You know, but it's but I, I feel like there is no um there is no time frame um but at a certain point you do most people would start to recognize um most people would recognize the uh that that like where the important pieces to that you know of say hey you know what it's been 5 years i should probably talk to somebody or something like that
1: absolutely and i mean making sure that you know you acknowledge the the first year of any um change significant change significant loss however you want to identify it um first year is full of anniversaries it's the first Mm -hmm. right it's different and it looks different for everybody um and then that second year kind of is all right we're redefining what things kind of look like. This is, you know, we're past this now. Um, whether again, it's it's the traditional loss and, and death of someone, or the loss and end of a relationship, an identity, um, an ability. Uh, you know, I was celebrating with my doctor the other day. My my A one C dropped again, and um, and it's funny because she'll she'll ask me, "Do you want to up your meds? You want to up your meds?" And I'm like, "No, I want to keep." working with my dietitian and managing my behavior mm-hmm. and when i went and saw her and again full disclosure because I've, I've nothing to hide um i was really sick uh i didn't know how bad the diabetes was uh, i also learned that everybody in my family on my dad's side has diabetes type 2 um i did not know this i've learned it through the years a few different people have chimed in they're like oh yeah so and so and so i'm like uh someone should have told me this i would yeah, have stopped it nice Kool-Aid. to know
2: yeah right yeah i would have
1: stopped eating the kool-aid guys and i did i used to eat kool-aid what well, were you my f- friends were-
0: eating well, the kool-aid my friend- or drinking the kool-aid
1: no i was literally eating it because my friends oh, okay. would drink or do drugs and i wasn't into any of that stuff oh. so i would sit with like the the pre kool-aid and i'd be like eating it or i'd eat frosting oh. um because i don't know why i guess it was a sugar high and it was easier to tolerate being around people with altered behaviors on a sugar high. The best okay, I can I could, explain it. I don't really know.
0: I could see that though. All right.
1: Yeah. And and I loved it. I mean, I didn't eat like all of it, just a few spoonfuls. Um, but yeah, I would have stopped doing that stuff. Oh, see, I would have eaten ago. all of
0: it. Just throwing that no, out there.
1: No, I couldn't. Um, but I ate a fair amount. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> anyway, um, I was celebrating with my doctor because my my A1C at one point, um, June of 19, warranted me to be on insulin. And when I met her, met with her, I said, please don't do that to me. I know it warrants it. It, Well, it exceeded it. 10 is where they put you on insulin. Mm. I was past that. Well, I was 11, 11 plus. And please don't do that. I said, it's my behavior failing, not my body. And I knew that. I knew I was still eating pizza. I was still doing, you know, Coke and a Snickers for breakfast, right? Now I'm eating eggs and some fruit and, you know, a small glass of milk. I still, I eat actually very balanced now. Um, And I went from, I'm I'm just going to like broadcast this because I'm very proud of myself. I went from 11.2 in June of 2019 to 6.6. So in under two years. Nice. um, just meeting myself where I'm at facing my demons. And let me tell you guys, I wouldn't want to be on the other side of me. And I've had to be on the other side of me, me versus me. Yeah. That sucks. It sucks. So talking, thank you, Tyler. Um, it, it, it is huge. Um, I was sick. Um, and I didn't know it and, and still no insulin, just the medication again, uh, facing my demons. Why was I addicted? to mm-hmm. Why did I love sugar so much? Um, you know, having to adjust and I can't go out and have a few drinks. I can't go out and have a lot of fried food because that's part of diabetes too. You can't have that. Right. Um, I got to eat pretty healthy and balanced and I have to eat early. I can't eat late. I've had to completely reinvent my lifestyle. Um, and it does not at all work for what I prefer. Yeah, but I needed to do it because being healthy and, and being happy meant more to me than any of that other stuff. Yep. So I had to face a real significant loss. Um,
2: there's there's a there's,
0: there's a big difference between what you prefer to do versus reality.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you were you were finally do?
0: yeah you were finally understanding reality in your twenties. Yeah. You prefer to be out. And a lot of people prefer to be out partying and drinking it up in reality you shouldn't be doing that
1: right and and like i I joked earlier you know i shouldn't be drinking this it is so watered down it's disgusting and it had double ice in it so really i only get about that much pop yeah um so if you think about it that's i haven't drank that much and i won't finish it um and and my dietician knows i on occasion will cheat and have a regular pepsi i don't Mm -hmm. i can't drink a lot i don't like the taste of it anymore um but on rare occasions But that's Uh, occasional. One of those days. Yeah. Yeah. Like doing doing
0: it occasionally and you understand the the consequences of that.
1: Yes. And when I say occasionally, I mean I don't honestly know the last time I had a large Pepsi from Taco Bell. I really can't tell you. I mean, it's been a couple months. Um, you know, I'll get a small one or a medium, right? But to do a large um, with extra ice it's and it was a it was an emotional thing i wanted the comfort of the cup and my hand yep. and just the visual yep. uh, because i was having a, a rough day today not emotionally but um, again fatigued um and i just wanted to see something that brought me comfort and i have a long history with taco bell
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> i worked there back when in my teens but um taco bell brought me through college um and and so it was a thing and i knew going into it now i gotta have some self-control right um and and that's probably the other thing you know knowing what your self-control is identifying okay i can do this but if i do that not good
0: would would um water with uh food coloring make a difference if you were to get the food coloring just right to look like pepsi it probably tastes like crap (laughs) but if you're looking for the but if you're looking for the cup
1: yeah you're looking for holding that thing do you know what's funny i actually you so i'll put water in it i'll keep the cups um and then i reuse them right um but the last cup turned into a cup to save bugs and i think it's actually in my garage right now probably with a dead bug in it i put them out in the garage i'm like hey fend for yourself get out of the cup and you're free to go Stay in the cup, you might and die. They I usually
0: don't, don't end up out of the cup. Yeah. Okay.
1: No, not usually. Not in the winter. So, but I'm not gonna, so, so what, kill them.
0: so what we're saying is uh, those bugs definitely suffered a loss. They probably did. They, they did. But yeah, they did.
1: I won't kill them. Sometimes the yeah. strong survive. Strong survive. It was the stink bugs. A lot of stink oh, bugs.
0: Oh, oh, god. They <laughs> well, took a turn. Okay. Yeah. 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 So let's get, let's get back on track. On track.
1: Cute. So, I have that story. I think yeah. I can read it. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah all right so just just so everybody knows i wanna uh, preface this there is a little bit of a trigger warning at the very beginning, um involving violence, so it's a it, she just write it to me at the very beginning. it's actually a really really good story, but it, it is relatively violent at the very beginning of it, so trigger warning
1: yeah it's um it's not too graphic, but it's yeah yeah um. Yeah it's it's an aikido story um and aikido being a martial art it's something that was read to me in a uh course that i'm one of the courses i'm taking and it's about self-control and i thought oh this might be pretty fitting for tonight um and again disclaimer i'm not on my game today uh so i might stumble a little bit as i'm reading it it is pages long um so bear with me um and and We'll get started um the train clinked and rattled through the suburbs of tokyo on a drowsy spring afternoon our car was comparatively empty a few housewives with their kids in tow some old folks going shopping i gazed absently at the drab houses and dusty hedgerows at one station the doors opened and suddenly the afternoon quiet was shattered by a man bellowing violent "'incomprehensible curses. "'The man staggered into our car. "'He wore laborer's clothing. "'And he was big, drunk, and dirty. "'Screaming, he swung at a woman holding a baby. "'The blow sent her spinning into the laps of an elderly couple. "'It was a miracle that they were unharmed. "'Terrified, the couple jumped up "'and scrambled towards the other end of the car. "'The laborer aimed a kick,' at the retreating back of an old woman but missed as she scuttled to safety. This so enraged the drunk that he grabbed the metal pole in the center of the car and tried to wrench it out of its stanchion. I could see that on his hands were
2: cuts and bleeding. The train lurched ahead. The passengers froze
1: with fear. I stood up. I was young then, some 20 years ago, and in pretty good shape. I'd been putting in solid eight hours of Aikido training nearly daily for the past three years. I'd like to throw and grapple. I thought it was tough. Trouble was, my martial skill was untested in actual combat, as students of Aikido were not allowed to fight. Aikido, my teacher had said again and again, is the art of reconciliation. Whoever has the mind to fight has broken his connection with the universe. If you try to dominate people, you are already defeated. We study how to resolve conflict, not how to start it. I listened to his words. I tried hard. I even went so far as to cross the street to avoid the chimpera, the pinball punks who lunged around the train stations. My forbearance exalted me. I felt both tough and holy. In my heart, however, I wanted an absolutely legitimate opportunity whereby I might save the innocent by destroying the guilty. This is it, I said to myself, getting to my feet. People are in danger, and, and if I don't do something fast, they will probably get hurt. Seeing me stand up, the drunk recognized a chance to focus his rage. Aha! He roared. A foreigner! You need a lesson in Japanese manners. I held on tightly to the commuter strap overhead and gave him a slow look of disgust and dismissal. I planned to take this turkey apart, but he had to make the first move. I wanted him mad, so I pursed my lips and blew him an insolent kiss. All right, he hollered. You're going to get a lesson. He gathered himself for a rush at me. A split second before he could move, someone shouted, Hey! It was ear-splitting. I remember the strangely joyous, lilting quality of it, as though you and a friend had been searching diligently for something, and he suddenly stumbled upon it. Hey! I wheeled to my left, the drunk spun to his right, we both stared each other down at a little Japanese man sat there. He must have been well into his seventies. This tiny gentleman sitting there immaculate in his kimono. He took no notice of me, but beamed delightedly at the laborer as though he had most, had a most important, most welcome secret to share. Come here the old man said in an easy vernacular, beckoning the drunk. Come here and talk to me. He waved with his hand lightly. The big man followed as if on a string. He planted his feet
2: in front of the old, old gentleman and Warred above
1: with clacking wheels. Why the hell should I talk to you? The drunk now had his back to me. If his elbow moved so much as a millimeter, I'd drop him to his socks. The old man continued to beam at the laborer. What you been drinking? He asked, his eyes sparkled with interest. I've been drinking sake, the laborer bellowed back, and it's none of your business. Flecks of spit spattered on the old man. Okay, that's wonderful, the old man said. Absolutely wonderful. You see, I love sake too. Every night, me and my wife, she's 76, you know. We warm up a little bottle of sake and take it out to the garden we sit on an old wooden bench we watch the sun go down and we look at how our permission i'm sorry and we look at how our persimmon tree is doing my great-grandfather planted that tree and we worry about whether or not it will recover from those ice storms we had last winter our tree had done better than i expected though especially when you consider the poor quality of the soil it is quite gratifying to watch when we take our sake and go out to enjoy the evening, even when it rains. He looked up at the laborer, eyes twinkling, as he struggled to follow the old man's conversation. The drunk's face began to soften; his fists slowly unclenched. "Yeah," he said. "I love persimmons too."
2: His voice trailed off. "Yes." said the old man, smiling, and I'm sure you have a wonderful wife.
1: No, replied the laborer. My wife died, very gently swaying with the motion of the train. The big
2: man began to sob. I don't got no wife. I don't got no home. I don't got no job. I am so ashamed of myself. Tears rolled down his cheeks. A spasm of despair rippled through his body.
1: Now it was my turn. Standing there in well-scrubbed youthful innocence. My, make this world safe for democracy righteousness. I suddenly felt dirtier than he was. Then the train arrived at my stop. As the doors opened, I heard the old man cluck sympathetically. "'My, my,' he said. "'That is a difficult predicament, indeed. "'Sit down here and tell me about it.' I turned my head for one last look. The laborer was sprawled on the seat, his head in the old man's lap. The old man was softly stroking the filthy, matted hair. As the train pulled away, I sat down on a bench. What I had wanted to do with muscle had been accomplished with kind words. I had just seen a keto tried in combat, and the essence of it was love. I would have to practice the art with an entirely different spirit. It would be a long time before I could speak about the resolution of conflict. I oh, well,
2: that's that story. Terry,
1: yeah, it's by Terry Dobson who I believe um, is the founder of Aikido, but don't quote me on that one, Uh, but give credit to uh, Terry Dobson for that one.